Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, after a vote, the Hamilton-Wentworth District School Board has decided to end the police liaison program. Cam Galindo is a trustee, also stood with those protesting outside. He is a trustee at the Hamilton-Wentworth District School Board for wards 8 and 9 and is with us now. Cam, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Thanks for having me, Scott. So are you surprised the way this vote went last night? Oh, wow, that's a, a good question right off the start. I, I don't think so, no. I think, you know, what, what we saw in the community was uh, some very effective community organizing by uh, groups that historically have been marginalized. And uh, what we did at the school board last night was we heard those voices, we amplified those voices, and we realized that we have some pretty serious concerns with the liaison pro- program uh, in its current state. Uh, and for that reason, we also acknowledge that the role of police in schools has evolved from its original mandate, as was mentioned by staff at the board. Uh, and bottom line, we don't need police officers in our schools to uh, teach uh, our students about bullying, vaping, social media, uh, violence, mentorship. We, we've got people who can already do that. We've got some great community organizers organizations uh, who are already working with our school board to make sure that those gaps are filled. Uh, And the notion that uh, schools uh, are not as safe when police aren't in them is is wrong. There's no evidence that shows that uh, police officers in schools do in fact make schools safer. Um, At the end of the day, we still abide by a ministry protocol document that dictates that if there is a safe schools issue, police will still respond. Students are just as safe as ever before the termination of the program as they will be after the termination of the program. So I think history was was made last night. I think we we amplified the voices of many people who normally aren't heard at the decision uh, table. And I'm I'm happy. I I think uh, the board is happy and and the community is happy as well. How you talked about the original mandate had changed. Elaborate on that. What do you mean? So what staff presented last night was that the program has evolved beyond the intended community policing model. And as a result, many of the black and racialized students and families have started or stated that it's having a negative impact on their overall well-being in our schools. When young people feel unsafe by seeing a uniformed officer in the hallways, patrolling the hallways with a vice principal, that's not necessarily the best model for uh, or for creating a safe space for our students to to grow in, I think you know th- there's obviously a broader discussion that's happening across North America uh, around the future of policing in our communities. And uh, is there is there other discussions to be held? Absolutely. Uh, I think you know the original mandate to have liaison officers in schools is, is tied to uh, the notion that. Uh, it's it's good to engage with police officers at a young age to get to know police officers. I certainly uh, support that, uh, but it doesn't have to happen in our schools. Um, when there were gaps to be filled around community safety, educating around community safety, drugs, vaping, uh, safe activity on social media, that was a gap that would normally be filled by police officers. But uh, it's now since evolved, and most of our curriculum, if not the entire cur- curriculum, covers that now. Uh, where we have experts who would come into the classroom where the teachers can speak to those experiences now without the need of having a police officer enter the classroom. Um, so I, I think then that's where the mandates evolved now. And, and because there isn't uh, and there hasn't been any um, 
you know, achievable goals or units of measurement or even data collection on how frequent these police officers uh, would be in our schools. There were some serious concerns around uh, why are we seeing that students are feeling unsafe when police are in schools when you would think that police officers would make schools safer, that their presence would make schools safer. And we're seeing research now that backs up the notion that that's not actually the case, that for many marginalized populations, uh, it's not uh, a good idea. I remember yeah, go I remember when these programs started, Cam, um, really, I mean, in, in, the, in the cities where there was massive problems, I guess the idea was to make the schools safer, but, uh, safer rather. but from what I remember when all of these programs were implemented, it was, as you said, create a li- liaison and communication between uh, the student body in the, and the police. Uh, obviously, is that program a failure? Why, why did that not work? I'll, I'll provide some clarification. The line of communication that our schools will have with Hamilton police will still be there. If there is ever a safe schools issue at any of our schools, the police will still respond. Where the relationship uh, becomes a bit more vague, and this is where we've not acknowledged a few concerns, is um, it, it really depends on the autonomous relationship between individual liaison officers and the administration at particular schools across the city. Um, you, you'll have certain schools where police tend to have a more active presence, and then you'll have schools where the police officer only shows up maybe once or twice a year, and the students see that. Um, what we're seeing from data that's coming out of Toronto and Peel is that uh, when they cut ties with the school resource officer program uh, or when they have police no longer in the schools, the, the percentage of, of crime either decreases or it stays the same. Crime isn't happening in our schools. Crime is happening outside of the school setting. Uh, And I I think just only now are we starting to realize that. And it isn't until uh, we start having broader discussions around community policing that we start to realize, you know what, maybe it it isn't such a good idea to have police officers in our schools. Maybe it's having a negative impact on the overall well-being of marginalized communities. Uh, And that's what we heard last night from staff, from students, from parents uh, and community members and I'm happy with the decision that we did. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. So at the end of the day, it still does nothing to help the liaison between the, the, the student body and, and the police service. So therefore, is this program a failure? And what replaces that? What do we do to keep those lines of communication open? Yeah, I think that's where, that's where we get into... Um, I think a more broader discussion around what does the future look like for the police liaison program in Hamilton. Uh, It is ministry mandated by the province of Ontario. uh, And I think we're going to start to have broader discussions across the province, not just at the municipal level across the province, but at the provincial level as well. What is the role and mandate of police officers in our schools? I think that there's been aspects of the program that were successful, and we've seen that from a mentorship piece, but uh, we've also seen uh, that it hasn't worked in other aspects. And when we weigh the options, we got to make the right decision. I think that this opens the opportunity for more consultation, for review. Part of the motion that was passed last night was to ask staff to review and gather input on the liaison program uh, and to identify the gaps with respect to uh, what gaps that program will, will leave behind uh, from a student opportunity uh, perspective. And I think there's, there's two overall, uh, there's two important reasons that this is, this is good for the community. One, we collect data. 
that we can then share with the province and other municipalities on why it was good that we canceled the program, that we terminated the program. The other reason that it's important that we conduct this review is because it lays the groundwork for replacing the program if needed down the road. If we realize that we suddenly need someone to talk about, let's say, health and active transportation, what can we have or who can we have come to the school who can talk about that that isn't necessarily a police officer? Um, so bottom line, I think it's a good step forward. I think uh, the Hamilton Water District School Board uh, is is a leader in the province in, on, on this topic, and I think we'll, we'll slowly see this conversation start popping up across the province, and it's certainly a good sign. Uh, again, I go back to the time when these programs were implemented and they were supposed to be a savior. They, you know, this was, you know, the police need better training. The police need to find out what's going on. The police, it seems we're asking them to do more. Now we're untangling that or we're asking them to do more and yet we're defunding them. So are you concerned that once these holes are created, that they won't be filled with something that is that is better than what was there? No, absolutely not. I think, you know, it, it, it goes to the argument around, do we take proactive measures in the community to curve an increase in violence or to decrease um, criminal activity among young populations? Or uh, do we react by adding more police officers, by putting more police officers in the school? Um, it's, you know, we heard from parents over throughout the bullying review process that we're doing that they'd like to see more police officers and even metal detectors in school but again we don't have research that backs that up in fact there's research that says that that actually makes it worse uh the crime isn't you know police officers don't don't prevent crime police officers deal with crime after it's happened yeah well and they're not social workers the way to reduce crime in the community is by preventing it and creating the opportunities that young people need to succeed in the first place to learn and educate uh, themselves without the need for you're going to get arrested if you do something wrong or without the fear of, of changing their, their, the way they act in school because there's a police officer there. Uh, I think that by creating opportunities for growth and uh, positive culture and well-being, uh, does, you, you don't need police officers to do that. It's easier for us to do that when police officers aren't there. Uh, and that's why you know, we open up this whole uh, discussion around uh, What's the broader uh, role of police officers in our community? Do we need more social workers or do we need more police officers? Do we need more uh, psychiatrists or, or, or opportunities? How can we make sure that we're providing proactive opportunities for people in our community, young people in the community to succeed uh, so that they don't resort to violence? When the violence happens, in my perspective, that's why we need police officers, but it certainly doesn't prevent crime from happening. Cam, and I guess the the point that I'm trying to make here is this program was supposed to be proactive. It was the community that asked for this. A lot of these programs are generated this way. Uh, so now we're saying, well, that was a bad program, but it was in, it, it, again, it was it was the community that asked for these sorts of things. So how do you balance what works, what doesn't work? and and what people want and, and what they don't want because again the I, I don't think you know like it, it was it was it was a policy it was proactive thinking that got us to this program in the first place now we're saying that those programs don't work what mm -hmm. what is the answer here mm -hmm. and that's just the evolution of evidence-based decision making we make decisions based on the evidence and the information that we have on hand at the time when the program was implemented i would imagine that that was 
what folks figured would be the best approach for dealing with the issues that we had in the community. What we know now is it worked in some aspects, but not every aspect. And in fact, there were serious concerns, and that's what we're hearing from the community now, and that's why we're moving forward with this decision to terminate the program based on evidence-based research and data. Uh, we we have more information now more than ever, and the access to information allows us to really understand the impacts that, that these decisions have on our communities. And, and, you know, some people would question why are we reviewing a program that we're terminating? Well, because we want to make sure that uh, we, one, made the right decision, which we believe we do. Uh, two, how can we share that information with other people so that they can make the right decision and inform uh, their process for how they're going to move forward once the termination is complete? Uh, and for us, it will lay the foundation for future discussions on what uh, a similar program, if not a replacement, will look like if we need it. So we don't know what the evidence says yet about these programs. That's what is going to take further research. Because, again, I keep coming back to, um, you know, this was supposed to be a good idea. Obviously, things have changed. But what is the proactive measure evidence-based that replaces this? Um, you know, again, many are saying defund police, but where does that go? What's the solution? What's the, what's the program that fills that plate, that hole, while that happens? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, that's a million-dollar question, isn't it? I think. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's like we're shutting off the tap before we found another water source, almost. Well, and I mean, that's, that's why we usually resort to uh, the experts, right? This is when we usually look to the academics uh, at the universities to say, what's the research saying? What's what's the sociology saying? I, I, um, I think that's part of a broader discussion that we're having as a community. Um, Bottom line, our mandate as a school board is to make sure that we're protecting uh, the students and that we have the best interests in students in mind. Uh, and that was the foundation and the basis for our decision last night. Uh, when it comes to the broader discussion that I'm sure students will be having uh, when September starts with their teachers around what is the future of policing, I think that's something that, that uh, a lot of people have opinions on. I certainly have my opinions on that. Uh, but in the meantime, what I can do is, as a trustee is amplify the voices that are often missing from the decision-making table. Uh, and, and I think that's, that to me is, is what's important. I think that's why I was elected to serve uh, the folks of Stony Creek. And hopefully we can get those, the, the same community involved with uh, some of the solutions and, and, oh, and move forward on this. Cam, got to let you go here. We're out of time. Cam Galindo has okay. been with us, trustee at the Hamilton Wentworth District School Board for Wards 8 and 9. Cam, as always, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Good luck with this thanks moving so forward. Much, Take care. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.